Welcome to our first show of Two Pals in a Book with your host, Peyton Molo and Danny Flores. This podcast will be mainly about the book Slaughterhouse Five and its relation to society. In this episode, we'll discuss the topics of the novel Slaughterhouse Five, chapters one through three, Kid Bill, and what is up with those gosh darn aliens. <laughs> All right, let's begin talking about this kid, Boo, dude. There's an interview we, he had. He says he's a second-generation clone. This relates to Billy Pilgrim's time travel throughout the chapters. Then Kid Boo also believes he's a second-generation clone and its connection to Billy Pilgrim. We will watch the interview video with Kid Boo and then analyze it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, pretty much he's just saying that he's a generation clone, that he's existed back in a previous generation. And then there's, like, people like that that believe that, too, because they're, like, lookalikes. They're very similar. Yeah, it's kind of weird how people think about that, though. Like, they really believe that they'll, there's another person of them just living yeah. out in the world. When That's true. Just, like, yeah, it's just super weird how people believe that. And like in, the, in, in the interview, it shows how like the, even the woman and the person interviewing him is super uncomfortable with what he's saying and doesn't really understand it, but just doesn't want to be like a mean person and say, you're stupid and you're wrong. So like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of other celebrities, I believe, that they're second clones. Like, let me see, second... Yeah, there's 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 a lot of people that believe in that, and then um, the Illuminati. That's a that's a big thing in there too. The Illuminati is just a weird thing about people and how they think that everything relates to something, like how like Bush did nine eleven, like one of those inside jobs. Exactly, exactly. And they believe they they pretty much believe that the Illuminati is a center centerpiece to everything. Yeah, and they. They usually just think that the Illuminati is just, just is like everything wrong with society and that they're controlling the president and what they say. And that they're trying to hide how aliens exist. Yeah, like Area 51. Exactly. They think That's, that aliens are real, yep. just like Billy Pilgrim does. But I'm yeah, saying. but like with the Kid Boo guy. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if there's like generations because that's like that's like believing in like reincarnation. You feel me? Yeah, that's what the, what the mummies used to do. <clears throat> you know? You used to believe that they can like reincarnate people. Well, not mummies, they like uh, King Tut, like the Egyptians. They believe that they could like reincarnate dead bodies and like live on the next life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like there's no way like. It's weird because I feel like you could reincarnate, but like you won't know about it. You feel me? Yeah, if, yeah. If you like come back in the next life, like the next generation, then you won't be able to like remember what you did in your last life. Exactly. Like, start over now. It's just it's just weird to think about like when you die, like what happens and stuff like that. You feel me? Because like there's multiple like ways that it can happen. You can go to heaven, like people believe. If you believe in, like, heaven, hell, purgatory, limbo. Exactly. Or you could just be, like, reincarnated, become an animal or something. Yeah, you just become, like, a cat. And then you just live away as a cat and die. And then have another life as, like, a 
a human again. Because I feel like, like, how do people get, like, born into, like, you feel me? Like, you don't remember stuff until, like... You're, like, a certain year old. Yeah. yeah. You just don't remember anything about, like, your birth or, like, your, like, childhood up to, like, age seven. And then, exactly. like, all of a sudden, you just start remembering stuff. Exactly. Start going through the motion of life. Exactly. That's, that's how I feel. It's, like, you super know? weird. Because, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to happen after I die, like... Like, I wish I could be, like, reincarnated and know or, like, somehow, like, live forever. You feel me? Yeah, that'd be super cool. But, like, it just, it's just weird how, like, you don't know what's after you die. It's just, like, yeah. everyone just says you go to heaven or hell. But, like, exactly. no one really has any proof of that. And, like, and like all those people that, like, like, died for, like, several minutes and stuff. Like, some people say that they saw, like, like God and stuff. Yeah. Others say that, like... It was like darkness, like when you go to sleep and don't have a dream type of stuff like that. Yeah, they, I heard some story. Like this woman got trapped into a waterfall and uh, like she was dead for like five minutes and like she saw the people like trying to resuscitate her. But then like she never saw heaven or anything. And then there's like those movies where the guy, like this little kid saw heaven. And it's called yeah. Heaven is for real or something. And this dude, this little kid, like nine years old, saw heaven and then everyone started believing about heaven and like asking questions he got super famous exactly i think that'd be like weird for the parents because like they might know it's fake or like the kid is most likely lying or i don't know but like the yeah. parents have to go along with it and just can't like ruin all of these people's dreams about heaven exactly because <clears throat> some people say it's all in your brain it's all like a mental thing yeah, because like, I feel like if they do that, then, like, scared of death and just want to find a way to live past it. And that's why, like, they believe in heaven and stuff. Yeah, like, I don't know how you get to the point of, like, like passing the fear of death, you feel me? Like, yeah, I, I feel like death is, like, inevitable, so you should just, like, accept it. Exactly. It's possible. That's true, that's true. Well, that was, uh... That was good. That was good, all right. And then our next topic... Is uh, the chat literally announced the chapters one through three. And uh, yeah, it's time to have a conversation about what we just read in those chapters. All right. Let's go. And then we'll also be analyzing Kurt's relationship, Kurt Vonnegut, with his war buddy, Bernardo here. And then, uh, yeah, and for some reason, Billy's like time travel, like the first chapter of the book. Starts off with this guy going to meet his war buddy and go back to Dresden. But uh, I think that's like Kurt Vonnegut in the story himself trying to deal with his past traumatic experiences that he has with mm-hmm. the war and what the hell mm-hmm. just happened at Dresden. Yeah, so let's let's start let's start off let's start off with chapter one. You know, let's start off with the beginning. You know? Yeah. Of course, we're in pre- we're in present time with Kurt narrating himself talking about um. His his um life post war, of course. <laughs> he he meets up he meets up with his old friend o- um O'Hare. They they ride in a cab, start off, and then they're asking like how how the city's been after all the bombings and stuff, and like the cab's like yeah it's been fine we've been trying to get up right yeah yeah, and then like I noticed something too when I was reading at the very end of chapter one. 
they talk about his book that he's trying to write and everything and how it's not going to happen. Yeah. And then uh, he just, he's, I forgot what he exactly says, but. Uh, oh, he's the- oh, isn't, he goes to his house, right? Yeah. He goes to his house. Yeah, he goes to his house and then his wife is there and she's not very happy with him. He starts, and then at the end of the chapter, he starts writing another yeah. book and that's the book that we see in chapter two. He says, like, it, and the chapter one ends with the word listen, which is the start of the second book that he starts writing in the middle of this book. So it's like a book inside of a book. And then chapter two starts off with listen, and it describes Billy Pilgrim and all the yeah. things he's going through. Yeah, I also I also noticed how um, O'Hare's wife didn't really like Billy. No. He was writing a war book, and she believed that books and, like, movies like that um all like influenced war and she didn't want want that because she didn't want her kids um going into the war and that's why billy finally understood why she didn't like him oh yeah totally chapter two yeah. though is like super crazy because like yeah billy pilgrim doesn't like have control of his body mm-hmm. and like he's like in 1967 he already knows that he's gonna live through everything so when yeah. he like goes back in time like in world war ii mm-hmm. uh he doesn't do anything that's why he just drags along because he knows he's going to live. And there's exactly. one scene in particular, like, uh, his friend Wheelie or whatever, I forgot his name. I think it's Wheelie. They're, like, in a fight with, like, the, uh, they're in a fight and they're getting shot at. And Billy knows he's not going to die. So he stands up in the middle of the street and doesn't move. Oh, yeah, they give him, shot. he gives him another shot, right? He yeah. gives him another shot. He gives him another chance. And then they're all looking at him like, what's wrong with him? Yeah, the bullet's like two inches away from his knee. Yeah. And he just stands still and lets him take another shot and then he misses. Yeah. I think it's funny too how like how much, how bad of a shot can you be to not hit someone who's standing still? That's pretty, exactly. That's pretty pathetic actually, I'm not going to lie. And then, and then he, he meets uh, his butt, he meets another guy named Weary. Yeah. Let's talk about Weary. They have like new character. I think he's a pretty decent character, actually. He's like he, he comes he comes though. very prepared. Yeah. I noticed. But if in chapter two, it also like halfway through the chapter two, uh, it goes into Willie's like interpretation of the war and what yeah. he remembers about it. It says like Willie remembers that he was dragging uh Billy along the whole entire time, like saving his ass the whole time, just making sure he doesn't die going back. Yeah, because Billy, Billy wanted to be left behind. He just wanted to stop. Yeah, him. he was like, just and go on. And was like, w- yeah, we was like, no, you're going to keep going and you're going to keep going. Yeah, Willie like beat his ass too. He turned around and started exactly. beating him up for like just doing nothing actually. All right, all right. Before before all this, we know that he time travels, of course. Yeah. And he's yeah. saying that he, he met some aliens. In a planet. That was so weird. I was yeah. Telling that whole thing. Yeah, and and I mean, I mean, he's he's had a very like traumatic experience. He died. He almost died in a plane crash, but like luckily survived. Yeah, and then his like, dad almost threw him in the water to learn how to. Oh yeah, the 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 swim or. Dude, that was insane. His dad said, "For you to learn how to swim, I'm gonna chuck you in the water." Exactly. Did and almost drowned to death. And then it's like, and then he, he 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 talks about what the what the people in the planet believe in how 
when a person dies, they don't really die. They're just in another moment in their life. Oh yeah, totally. It's... And then and then they start saying this phrase, so it goes. After every time someone dies. F- yeah, and then and then Kurt starts using it almost after every death that happens. Well, it does happen after every death that happens in the chapters <laughs> from now and so forth. And like I wanted to see what you what like you believe that like the reason is behind that. I mean, I'll, I'll say mine after yours. Well, I believe like the reason that he says so it goes and like the aliens and the Truffamadorians, whatever they're called, the yeah. Truffamadors. I think yeah, that uh, it's just Kurt Vonnegut just trying to like trying to get through the experiences of war and is trying to make an excuse for all the deaths that he saw and the reason for Dresden and like why this is happening to him. And he wants to like try to understand it more. And just the yeah. way for him to cope with the experience he saw. So he makes up the yeah. aliens and the like religion some sort. What they yeah. think of like death and life is. Mm-hmm. And that's how Kurt Vonnegut kind of foresees that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's more like of a like like a life thing. Like you feel me? Like it's just like uh like it like life goes on type of like a type of thing, you feel me? Yeah. I was just trying to cope with all of the death yeah. in just a meaningful way. He's doing it by writing this mm-hmm. imaginary person, Billy Pilgrim, and these imaginary people. So now we get towards the end of the chapter. Oh, by the way, Billy's like time traveling all over the place, right? Yeah. All right. So first he's back with his dad in the, the pool. Then he's at a banquet hall with his little league team of his son. Uh-huh. And then, what's after that? Isn't that... Wait, I forgot. Wait, is that when the banquet hall, and then he goes back into World War II and just talks about more experiences that he witnesses? Yeah. I remember. And then, it just... Do you want to explain about chapter three more? Yeah, so um, they're they're captured by the Ru- by the Germans, oh, and then they're taken. Yeah, yeah, they're taken. They're taken, and then they're just noticing all these all these people, and then they make a reference of Adam and Eve, how like two of the boys are so beautiful that they look like Adam and Eve. Yeah, I like how they rep- yeah. I like how they represent like they mention the Bible. While they're doing all this stuff, even while being captured, he still finds a Billy still finds a way, like reference Adam and Eve, and like the impact on civilization itself. Yeah. And then they they just start using multiple like like um religion um like comparisons. Yeah, they're only captured by references, religion references, something yeah. like that. They're only captured by the Germans. Uh, Billy was like packed into like a box call with like the other privates or whatever. And same with like, yeah. it was even with, with Ronald. Like, oh, really? The guy beat him up super badly. And then they basically just try to escape the whole time. Like, they get on a locomotive, like a train. And then they mm-hmm. just get moved from different spots of the war and different towns and everything. And, I, and then, and then, and then Billy starts time traveling again. Yeah. He starts going. He he goes back to New York, where he's from, where Ilium. Yeah, he's traveled back to 1967. 
and then he traveled back to the time of the very night he was captured again by the aliens. And then I think, like, in Chapter 4, that might just explore what happened to Billy and then what he sees with the aliens, and that's why he starts believing in them. Yeah. That's how he got the power to time travel. I'm not sure. But uh, that could be like a possibility, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just crazy, like, all this is going on, all this, like, happening. And then he's finally he's finally put into a train cart, all right? Yeah, and his train doesn't move for train. two days. Li- living con- let's, let's just say living conditions on there aren't the best, you know. They they won't open it until they reach their destination, he mentions that. So all these guys are just using the bathroom, you know, doing their stuff right in front of everybody, you know, making to just think of. I just feel absolutely bad. And then Billy, I mean, and then Billy has a job where he has to, like, hand off the stuff so they could empty it out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just horrible. And then there's one guy called Wild Bob. I found a quote. It was, uh, there's another long silence with the colonel dying and dying. Drunk yeah. Like he stood, and then he cried out what they... It's me, boys. It's Wild Bob. That is what he had always wanted his troops to call him. Wild Bob. And then all of the troops, like, after that quote, are just standing still, just listening to Wild Bob in this uh-huh. on his dying, on his last dying breaths, just screaming out in, like, agony. And then he finally does die. Like, it says how they carry his corpse out of the boxcar. And then... Oh, man. And then after that, it just says, so it goes. Then we just see mm-hmm. Kill Donnegan saying, so it goes, trying to cope with the death again of like, his friends or just anything. Tough. And then, and then at the very end, we're back at it. Billy's finally kidnapped again by the yeah. aliens. Trough and Dolan. So, again, here we go again. And then, yeah, on, let's talk about the aliens, dude. The aliens? Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much he's talking about he takes, he gets taken by this these aliens they're like they're like midgets and they they like pretty much make fun of us how they they can see 4 4d well we can only see 3d yeah like and do then al- they just start like mocking us yeah do aliens really exist or like what about is going to be analyzing the aliens like the novel and how it affects yeah. billy and his like life with his kids there's also like a scene in chapter two where billy's like on his deathbed or whatever and his daughter Barbara comes in, and she's like, "Billy, Dad," and Billy just doesn't answer like a beast. And then she's like, "Dad, I thought you were dead." And he's like, "Oh no," he's thinking about the aliens. And then she starts yelling at Billy, and Billy just yeah, because she she's like, it's making us all look bad because like nobody's like believing him. They he, he's just looking dumb. Yeah, they think he's super stupid. Because they think it happened, and they're asking, him, like, why didn't you say anything after the plane crash? And he's like, the time wasn't ripe. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, after Bobo and him getting the fight together, he just talks about the aliens. Yeah. There's a quote on it. Uh. It's just in well, the aliens. And then, like, it says in the book how Billy saw his daughter being kidnapped. On the night of his daughter's wedding. So, like, he basically saw his daughter get kidnapped by an alien in the middle. Yeah. I don't know, man. Billy's just just one unusual feller. 
Yeah, and then the Trap Majorians also believe that, like, when a person dies, he only appears to die. Yeah, yeah. I me- yeah, I mentioned that, how they, they like, believe that they exist somewhere else in their life when they had a different moment. Yeah, and then it says something like, it's crazy for them to cry the funeral, even though cause they're going to be back anyways. And exactly. They shouldn't be sad if it's going to come back, no matter what. And, like, this, uh, on page 27 in my book, they say it's mm-hmm. just an illusion we have here on Earth. That one moment, father's another one, like beat on a string, and now once a moment is gone, it's gone forever. And then I think that's just saying how well, that Kurt Vonnegut writes that probably because he just needs to cope with the death that he also had dressed in. And he writes like Billy Pilgrim and the Chalkmadorians just as a way for him to escape what he saw. But I think is pretty cool how he can yeah. back to himself. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I believe Kurt's doing that. It's nice. All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Billy and those goddamn aliens, right? Just the yeah, best. I mean, yeah. I are they just... really are there really any like, any aliens out there? And like, if there are, like, what do you think about them? Right? Give us yeah. one second. I think the aliens. There you go. All right. It turns out that that was beautiful. And, like, do you think aliens exist? Like, this is, like, an open question for you, Danny. Do you think aliens exist? I honestly believe they do. I mean, there's several reasons I believe this. Like, come on. You really think we're the only things out there living right now in this, like, huge universe that exists? Secondly, let's talk about things that happened on Earth, right? The pyramids. The Egyptian pyramids, right? Yeah. I, I just think it's crazy how humans were able to build that. And it's just, I don't feel like it's possible. You feel me? Because just look yeah. at the size of that. And they're like perfectly made. And to be able to move them. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, we talked about that and like the Illuminati. We talked about that too, like the first segment. But like, there's also another thing, like the Stonehenge. And like, yeah. The, yeah, Stonehenge too. They're like supposed to weigh like a ton. Like, they're supposed to weigh a lot of that. Like a lot of pounds and everything. It's super heavy. And we're supposed to believe that, like, Aztecs or whatever, really, like, medieval, just, like, people exactly. in the past were able to lift those rocks across the whole entire, like, not continent or anything, but, like, drag him long ways and then hoist him up in a perfect, like, circle. Just. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the average weight of one block for the pyramids was 2.5 tons. <laughs> 2.5 tons that they were dragging and that they were, like, moving and stuff. Yeah, and when they if... had to carry them up there, good. there's no way they would have done that. Yeah, even if there was, like, some sort of pulley system that they used, there's no way they could lift all of those tons. And that, and is that way, 2.5 tons? No way, like, yeah. even... The whole civilization of the Egyptians or whatever will not be able to lift one of them and not even be able to lift multiple of them and make a pyramid. And then they also like constructed the inside of the pyramid. That's where like, the king lived. So I don't know. I that kinda makes sense they were able to do that, but not the build the pyramids himself. Yeah, like, no, uh, dude. I just think I just And then I was watching a video too that like the um, the lengths and the stuff and the math that goes into making the pyramids and stuff, 
it relates like to the Earth's math and stuff like that. Jeez. Yeah, I was just I was just reading there, and it was just crazy seeing how like they perfectly calculated it, and it's just like how were they able to do that without the information that they have like we have today? Man, dude, same with all Easter Island. I looked it up right now. It says the stone blocks carved into the head and torso figures have averaged 13 feet or 4 meters tall and 14 tons. Yeah. 14 tons. And we're supposed to believe that, like, some person was able to lift that up and just exactly. even be able to build it and then lift it up above ground, drag exactly. it across the whole island, and then lift it up and just make sure that it's standing on top of it. I mean, that doesn't make sense for one of them, but when there's like 10 of them all on a line on just one random island, then yeah, it's kind of insane. I like, do that. Would you, would, you have a, would you have a problem with aliens existing if they do come? I mean, if they tried to invade us, then I'd be pretty pissed because I kind of like my life. But if they like wanted to like be friendly and like we'd have to like introduce them to our society and stuff, yeah, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem either. Not gonna lie, it takes some like getting used to though. That's true. That would take some getting used to just having like new people and stuff. Do you think uh, Billy in the book? Do you think Billy's the only one who believes in the aliens? Or do you think there's more people that do? I think it's just Billy that believes in the aliens, because I don't. I don't think there's anybody else that's had like that like traumatic experience as Billy. Yeah, it's true. I feel like if there is someone who believes in aliens, they probably would have found Billy by now. They wouldn't that's have just true. waited this whole time. That is true. That's just insane how people Yeah, so like if aliens did come down to Earth then I wouldn't really give a shit. I wouldn't care. Like one bit, if they really did do anything to us, I feel like they'd yeah. help our planet too. The global warming and stuff like a major issue. I feel like they try to help, or they could just like show us their planet and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, me like, like take us. us, yeah, yeah, just ditch Earth and go to their planet, just like repopulate that planet. Exactly, because like we could help them and stuff. You feel me? Yeah, we can help them like progress in math or whatever. But I feel like we wouldn't. Like, like, like Superman, for example, he was an alien. Yeah, I feel like they'll already be ahead of us, though, in like technological areas. If they were able to find us, then they'll just add more advanced than us in every single way. But yeah, well, it was it was a great talk, Pan. Yeah, very excited. Thank you for listening to our podcast, guys. Uh, you can download our next episode on uh, twopowers.com. And you can add us back on Snapchat for updates when our next podcast will begin. Our Snapchat is uh, Two Powers is Perfect, uh, capital T and two. And then I'll uh, look for our next installment of this amazing podcast on March 11th. I can't see you guys soon. And this uh, means a lot to me and Danny. I hope we can catch you guys next time on Two Powers in a Book. This is Aiden yeah. and Danny signing off. Thank you very much, guys. Thank See you. you.
Welcome back to our second show of Two Powers in a Book with the amazing hosts Peyton Molo and Danny Flores. This podcast will be about Slaughterhouse Five, Conservation Society. In this episode, we'll discuss chapters four through seven and the new characters that are introduced with our good friend Jackson Bassano, as well as his opinion on time travel. We'll also be interviewing Mr. Valponi and his thoughts on the aliens.